welcome to the Center in the City podcast. I'm your host, Wade Brill, and during this series, I'll be interviewing various thought leaders, wellness experts, and humans on how they practice sustainable self-care and mindfulness. We'll get real and raw, talk about the light and the shadow side of self-care and mindfulness, and how we can actually stay centered amid the chaos and the hustle and bustle of our modern day world. So settle in and get centered. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of Center in the City of 2021. This is going to be a solo show and my first solo show. The theme that we're going to explore is around this thinking pattern called all or nothing thinking. I think this is a really important concept to bring up and highlight, especially as we're jumping into the new year where people are wanting to create new habits, what I like to reference as rituals, and how to be more consistent in these practices. So settle in and get cozy listening to this. So feel free to grab your journal. I might prompt with some reflection questions. And I really hope you leave this podcast episode with some insight of where this thinking pattern shows up in your life and how you can work with it and manage it. As a mindfulness coach, I specialize in helping busy professionals find calm and clarity amid the chaos. So what that means is helping people manage the overwhelm, the stress, the burnout, so that they can feel more embodied and present in their life so they can take intentional action, right? They can feel like they are taking charge of life versus life happening to them. I know we are just coming off of 2020, which was a roller coaster ride. There were highs, there were lows, there was grief, there was gratitude, and everything in between. And as we enter 2021, as we are here in the present moment, I think it'd be really helpful to notice with a little bit more perspective some of the thinking patterns that keep us trapped, that keep us limited in how we move and be in life. And one of the patterns, one of these thinking patterns that I notice with my clients is what's called all or nothing thinking. All or nothing thinking is when we live in the extremes, when things are all amazing or they swing to everything being horrible. There's no in-between. There's no gray area. So for instance, a really common one I hear is, you know, I'm going to work out or I work out every day and I know I'm super consistent and then there are weeks go by that I'm not working out or moving my body at all. Or even noticing that mindset of if I have sweets in my fridge or in the pantry, you know, I'm going to eat them all up so I can't have anything, right? It's that all or nothing. There's no balance in between. Or maybe there's a mindset of I have to work, you know, 60 plus hours a week in order to be successful. I can't take a break, right? That kind of go, go, go means success, that taking a break means laziness, Right, that kind of, I have to be all in or nothing at all. So I want to pause here and if you're listening and maybe on a walk or, you know, sitting in your home, grabbing your journal or just taking a moment to reflect, where do you notice this all or nothing thinking pattern really shows up? 
And then maybe even a step further, like what is the consequence of that all or nothing thinking pattern? Do you notice it's exhausting? Maybe for you it actually feels supportive. It creates some sort of boundary. Maybe you notice it used to be helpful, but it's not anymore, especially in this day and age where life isn't consistent, where it's constantly changing. So just taking that moment to reflect. I had a coaching session the other day where a client wanted to begin a journaling practice. And what they noticed was they weren't doing it because the conditions weren't perfect. They had created this idea in their head that to do the practice, they had to be in the perfect space. The time of day had to be perfect. The uh, amount of time they granted themselves to get into the journaling practice had to be perfect. And it became this attachment to shoulds, right? How things should look. And so what we noticed exploring this together was the different thought patterns that they came up with that kept them stagnant from even just taking action, committing to what they say they want to do. And so this all or nothing thinking, right, if it's not all of it, if it's not perfect, if it's not this correct image, then I'm not going to do any of it. And what that does or what that did for this client was it held them back from making momentum, from taking action to uh, be in a place that they want to be doing. It was a form of unhelpful procrastination. So it can be really detrimental to us. It can be detrimental to our progress. What I also notice is this happens with people's meditation practice. Typically, my clients begin with this clear intention of why they want to be creating this ritual of meditation. And we explore, you know, what are the values? What are your whys for wanting to be in this practice? And what's the aim? What's the goal? You know, is it to meditate every day for five to seven out of the days? Is it to just have a daily mindfulness practice when you're drinking coffee? You know, we get really clear on what does this intention look like in the tangibles, in the action. And what can happen sometimes is a client might miss a day of practice or a client may forget and then it gets scrapped, right? They just say, fuck it. I'm not going to meditate at all this week then and I'm going to try to start again because I failed. I gave myself a big F. And what that does is it keeps the client stagnant from, again, taking that progress because we get trapped into this all or nothing thinking. And a little bit of it also ties back to some perfectionism. And a little bit of it also ties back to this expectation. And so what I help my clients really think about is, can we find a balance? And what I'm going to walk us through are a few prompts, a a few ways to think about that if you notice you're in this all or nothing thinking pattern, how can you coach and walk yourself through this process? And so the first step is just what you did, is to notice where am I experiencing this all or nothing thinking? 
And just to notice, right? Awareness is the biggest gift in life because without awareness, how do we have insight of what we want to change or create more of? So the first step here is awareness, is to notice that thinking pattern, that mindset. And then step two is to accept, is to practice acceptance. Like, can you accept what just happened? For instance, can you accept that you just woke up late and so your morning meditation practice isn't going to happen the way you normally intended it to happen? Can you accept those conditions? Or can you accept that today was a day that you didn't get to work out? Or today was a day where you ate a cookie or drank a glass of wine if you were in dry January. And instead of scrapping it and saying, F that, let me get rid of dry January or let me get rid of my meditation practice, Right? Can we just accept what comes up? So maybe for you, it's a feeling of disappointment, of frustration. Maybe you notice there's some self-talk, some negative self-talk that happens. Maybe you notice some doubt creeps in. Are you even capable of doing this? And so again, just noticing and accepting whatever thoughts, whatever feelings arise for you. And then step three is to come back to your intention. I talk a lot about intentions. And intentions are about setting our mindset on how we want to feel and be. You know, what are we hoping to get out of an experience can be tangible can be intangible and so coming back to the intention so for this client who's starting this morning meditation practice maybe it's coming back to this intention of having a moment of daily calm and so can they ground back into this intention of daily calm and then the step four would be what's one action step that you can take that supports you still connecting to that intention, not being attached to how it should look. So for instance, the same client is maybe, I'm going to just take one deep breath in this moment. And that's all I had time for. And that allows the client to still be in alignment with the intention of this practice, but not be attached to how it looks. Not get trapped in the all or nothing, but they're finding more balance. They're finding some more equanimity in the practice so that they're still connecting to what I like to call this daily ritual, the essence of this daily ritual, but not being attached to the perfection of how it looks. They're connecting still to the feeling, to what they want to be cultivating and creating. So again, going over these steps is step one, notice that thought pattern of all or nothing thinking, where it shows up for you. Step two, accept in the moment when it pops up, what are the current conditions? So what are you currently feeling? What are you thinking? What are you even doing? Step three, come back to your intention. 
come back to your why. Why is it important for you to be doing this habit, this ritual? And step four, what's one tiny action step that you can take that still connects you back to your intention without being attached to how it looks? One of the reasons I started Centered in the City is because I kept hearing from my clients they wanted a space where they could be consistent. Consistency was really important to them. Consistency and practicing, whether it's meditation or movement practice or journaling practice, but having that ritual was really important for them because they knew they felt their best self when they were practicing it. But consistency ended up being part of an Achilles heel because if it wasn't perfect, then they couldn't be consistent. So we took that concept and we made it more flexible, made it so that you can still be consistent with your intention, but not attached to how it has to look. And that's really supporting people getting out of that all or nothing thinking pattern. Having this platform of 100 plus resources at their fingertips allowed them to not be attached to how their practice has to look, right? Maybe they don't have 30 minutes to have a movement practice, but maybe they have five minutes. And here are a great guide of various five-minute practices. And so it's a way to continually fill our cup and come back to our intentions of how do we want to feel and be. Again, letting go of the perfectionist mindset, letting go of that all-or-nothing thinking, letting go of all of the shoulds. And instead getting really clear on how we want to be feeling. And if you can just take a moment and pause and think about, wow, what would 2021 look like if I could have a little bit more of that balanced mind, that more more equanimity in how I practice sustainable self-care? What would change? What would change in my energy levels? What would change in the way that I could manage my emotions? What would change in my relationships? What would change in the way I showed up at work? What would change in the way that I was able to take action to support my community, to work on social justice reforms, to create the difference in the world? And it's just a reminder, like I constantly come back to, it starts with the I. Like we get to work on our individual selves. And I'm talking about myself too. I am constantly walking my talk, have my therapist, have my coach, have my meditation teachers, have my whole community because it takes a whole tribe, a whole community to support ourselves. We can't do this journey alone. And if we do this journey alone, we end up burning out or it feels really lonely and scary and we can end up going to unhelpful places. And so when we work on the I, we are then able to be more present for our relationships whether it's a parenting relationship, a sibling, a husband, a wife, partner, grandchild, whatever it may be. 
And then with those stronger relationships we create with each other, we then can have bigger impact in the world. And we all know that the world needs us all to be showing up right now. And it starts with our mindset. So I welcome you to reflect on this exploration of all or nothing thinking. I hope it supports you finding a little bit more balance, some more equanimity for 2021. And if I can ever support you, feel free to reach out, share with me your thoughts on this episode. I'd love to hear them. And thanks so much for listening. For the month of January, so we have about two weeks left, I am hosting intention setting sessions. These are private one-on-one sessions or maybe there's a small group of friends to support you creating your vision for 2021, creating what I like to call your power intention for the year and supporting you designing a mind map so that you walk away with a roadmap of how you want to take intentional action. So if you're interested in learning more, email me at wade at wadebrill.com and write in the subject line intention setting session.